Dear listener, welcome to your favorite New Life program. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mahangi. Seven Teshis on standby with the health segment today. She'll talk about hot flashes. Thereafter, Brother Stephen will be joining us during the Bible segment to talk about anointed. But first, let us listen to Capstone Ministers with the song Alipo Itika. Sama ni re em 
Welcome back dear listener. It's time for the health segment with Msavim Teshi. Be blessed. Hello listener. Welcome to our program Health Nuggets. I am your presenter Musavi Muteshi. Today, I would like to talk about a medical condition that is common among adult women, hot flashes. This condition is not deadly, but symptoms of its episodes are very real and they are distressing to the women who experience them. Hot flashes are a sudden feeling of warmth felt intensely over the face, neck and chest. Episodes usually last a few minutes. The skin may appear red and blotchy just as if the woman were blushing. Episodes are frequently accompanied by drenching sweat. 
They may leave the woman feeling chilled as they subside. They can occur a few times a week or several times a day, and they can occur at night, interrupting sleep. Most women who experience hot flashes will have repeated episodes for a year or longer. The exact cause of hot flashes is not known, but evidence suggests factors that affect the function of a woman's thermostat. A woman's level of estrogen, her female sex hormone, lowers during menopause, the time of life when their menstrual periods stop. That decrease may disrupt her ability to regulate the temperature of her body. A low estrogen level by itself doesn't seem to cause the episodes, as young girls with low estrogen levels don't experience hot flashes. Instead, the sudden withdrawal of estrogen, which happens during menopause, appears to be the trigger. Although menopause is the most common time for hot flashes to occur, other factors can also cause them. Two factors that are associated with an increased risk are smoking and obesity. If you don't exercise, you're more likely to develop hot flashes. Additionally, an overactive thyroid gland can increase a woman's risk. Women who are under enormous amounts of stress and those who take the vitamin niacin or medicines for depression, high blood pressure, breast cancer, or anxiety can experience episodes that are unrelated to menopause. Even foods such as hot peppers contain chemicals that can trigger episodes. There are also protective factors. Japanese and Chinese women are less likely to develop the condition than women of European and African descent. Episodes should lessen with time. If they do not improve, they may be alerting the woman to an unsuspected medical problem. If her thyroid is overactive, the hormone it produces can stimulate the brain's blood vessels or nerves, causing hot flashes. So can a spinal cord injury or tumors of the pancreas or kidney. Doctors can usually make an accurate diagnosis of menopausal hot flashes based on a description of the symptoms alone. If hot flash symptoms are particularly bothersome, a variety of treatments are available. The most effective treatments for the woman to have replacement of her female sex hormone estrogen. Unfortunately, taking this hormone can increase her risk of developing some significant health problems in the future. It has also been associated with an increased risk of developing cancer of the uterus, assuming she still has her uterus in place, an increased risk of breast cancer, and of developing blood clots. Before starting estrogen replacement therapy for menopausal symptoms, a woman should review her risk factors with her doctor, and they should weigh the benefits of symptom relief against those risks. So, what can a woman do without taking estrogen replacement therapy? If the hot flashes she experiences are mild, she may be able to manage them with lifestyle adjustments. These adjustments start with keeping cool. Slight increases in a body's core temperature can trigger episode, so dress in layers. That will allow you to remove outer clothing when you feel too warm. Open a window or use a fan or air conditioner to keep air flowing. Lower the room temperature if you can. If you feel a hot flash coming on, sip a cool drink. Next, pay attention to what you eat and drink. Hot and spicy foods, coffee and alcohol can all trigger episodes, so identify your triggers and avoid those triggering foods or drinks. Then, relax. Some women find relief from mild hot flashes through exercise, meditation, 
relaxation, or other stress-reducing techniques. Even if these approaches don't stop your episodes completely, they may provide other benefits, such as easing the sleep disturbances that tend to occur with menopause. Finally, since smoking is linked to an increased incidence of hot flashes, if you smoke, stop. You may reduce your hot flashes as well, as your risk of many serious health conditions such as heart disease, stroke, and cancer. Many women have turned to eating a variety of specific foods they have been told that help to curb hot flash episodes. Some plants are known to contain estrogen compounds that are similar to the estrogens found in humans. Soy, red clover, and many other plants contain these plant estrogens. And women in Asian countries, where soy is a regular part of the diet, are less likely to report hot flashes and other menopausal symptoms than our women in other parts of the world. Dietary supplements commonly used to treat menopausal symptoms include these plant estrogens. Unfortunately, scientific studies in which either soy or other herbal supplements such as black cohosh, ginseng, and kava were given to women suffering hot flashes have so far failed to demonstrate effectiveness. For most women, hot flashes fade gradually within a few years. So, if you suffer episodes of hot flashes that are mild, you may not require estrogen replacement. Pay attention to your activities and what you eat and drink at the times your hot flashes are triggered. By avoiding those triggers, you may be able to stop the episodes. Current medical recommendations for the treatment of severely bothersome hot flashes are to use the lowest effective dose of estrogen replacement for the shortest amount of time needed to relieve the symptoms. Health Nugget is written by Dr. Richard Yukel, a medical doctor working in the United States. The medical views expressed in this program are his. And may differ for your particular health needs. If you need medical advice, please consult a medical professional in your area. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, dear listener. I hope that you're enjoying the program. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. For your views, comments, or questions about the show, you can write to the producer, Adventist All Radio, P.O. Box 4276-00-100, Nairobi, Kenya, or email us through awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Let us now have an item from Capstone Ministers entitled, Anipenda. Ananipenda, wake mungu kuna amani, 
kupata faraja Mizigo tutatua shida na sitakoma Atapo jitokeza mwana wake adamu Itakuwa nishangwe Raha Tukienda na yesu Juu Wake mungu kuna amali Tunapata faraja Mizigo tutatua shida na sitakoma Atapo jitokeza mwana wake adamu Itakuwa nishangwe Raha Tukienda na yesu Enda na Yesu akireje atenda Ninajiwe katayari katika njia zamu Halipo mungu na miminiwepo Wafanya kazi bure kuchunguza maisha Yabu mungu nae afanye nini Nija olala uhai wangu utoweke Niwe katika bwana Nilo ombi langu kwa hakika ninajua Nasema nitaenda na Yesu Nilo ombi langu kwa hakika ninajua Nasema nitaenda na Yesu Wake mungu kuna amani Tena tunapata faraja Tutatua shida na sitakoma Atapo jitokeza mwana wake adamu Itakuwa nishangwe Raha Tukienda na yesu Juu Kwa ke mungu kuna amani Tena tunapata faraja Tutatua shida na sitakoma Atapo jitokeza mwana wake adamu Itakuwa nishangwe Raha Tukienda na yesu Juu Kwa ke mungu kuna amani Tena tunapata faraja Tutatua shida na sitakoma Atapo jitokeza mwana wake adamu Itakuwa nishangwe Raha Tukienda na yesu Juu Kwa ke mungu kuna amani Tena tunapata faraja It is now time for the Bible segment. Join me as I invite Brother Steve Rundu. Welcome, Brother.
First Samuel chapter 10, reading from verse 1 to verse 25, will be our key text this day. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on Saul's head and kissed him, saying, Has not the Lord anointed you, leader over this his inheritance? When you leave me today, you will meet two men near Rachel's tomb. At Zelza, on the border of Benjamin, they will say to you, The donkeys you set out to look for have been found, and now your father has stopped thinking about them and is worried about you. He is asking, What shall I do? about my son. Then you will go on from there until you reach the great tree of Tabor. Three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you there. One will be carrying three young goats, another three loaves of bread and another a skin of wine. They will greet you and offer you two loaves of bread which you will accept from them. After that you will go to Gibeah of God where there is a Philistine outpost. As you approach the town, you will meet a procession of prophets coming down from the high place with lyres, tambourines, flutes, and harps being played before them, and they will be prophesying. The Spirit of the Lord will come upon you in power, and you will prophesy with them, and you will be changed into a different person. Once these signs are fulfilled, do whatever you, your hand finds to do, for God is with you. Go down ahead of me to Gilgal. I will surely come down to you to sacrifice burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. But you must wait seven days until I come to you and tell you what you are to do. Samuel's appointment of Saul as king is described in stewardship terms. Has not the Lord anointed you leader over his inheritance? Saul's authority to rule is given directly to him from God. He is chosen and anointed to be God's tangible and visual representative an ambassador to the people of Israel on God's behalf. His authority is tied to the faithful execution of his office under God. The responsibility for God's inheritance does not belong only to Saul. Since the people had asked for a king, God did not let them off the hook. So Samuel later explains to the people the regulations of the kingship. What does this passage have to say today about the stewardship of God's anointed authority? Pastor Alan Nelson says that the pastoral leader cannot do God's work without the guidance of the Spirit. Far too much pastoral work is attempted with human skills and even spiritual gifting. Without the vibrant power of the Holy Spirit, spiritual authority is not man-made or temperamental. This kind of influence comes as a result of a man or a woman honestly seeking God with heart allegiance. This passage also says something about the stewardship responsibilities congregations have along with their leaders in conserving God and in staying sensitive to the leading of the Spirit. Encouraging the people in the pews to take initiative rather than requiring that everything be directed from the top down, in my view, more reflective of church life as it ought to be. At least that is how it appears to be recorded in the accounts of the church's early days. It was the ordinary people in the church in Jerusalem who pointed out the problems with the daily distribution of food. If we read Acts chapter 6 verses 1. Apparently, the apostles had been too busy to notice. When it was drawn to their attention, they addressed the problem judiciously by handing it right back to the people who came up with a very good solution. Not all leadership is top-down and up-front. There is another one that takes humility, grace, and wisdom in large doses. 
Wisdom enough to see that all members of the body indwelled by the Spirit have the ability to discern His initiatives when they see them. Humility enough to recognize and admit that they may have missed something that others were acute enough to recognize. And grace enough to listen rather than to speak. Be advised rather than advise. And follow rather than lead. How do you see your role as a steward in your place of worship? How does the interplay of stewardship roles show itself in your church? And in what ways does the Spirit enable your actions? Let us pray. O God, my Father, my Creator, my help, my guide, I come to you to seek help. Please, Lord, help me to see the church as you see it, to see the church as the bride of Christ and all of us as members of one body. Give me your spirit to guide me and lead me so that I may fulfill my stewarding role. I have prayed all these things, trusting and believing in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear listener, we have come to the end of our program. Thank you for keeping me company. For your views, comments, or questions about the show, write to the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 422-76-00-100, Nairobi, Kenya, or email us through awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Until next time, may our God be with you. I've been a friend, host, and presenter, Samuel Mangi.
tulishazaliwa na mwili ule wake adamu ndio sababu tunatenda maovu mbele zake mu 